0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we are going to be talking about in the non-spoiler review for The Green Knight. Now The Green Knight, I mentioned this in the spoiler review but we should have had The Green Knight last year and then we should have had it in August and when I say we I mean the UK so it should have come out on the 6th of August and then here's the annoying thing, if you don't know about this then you know, I'll enlighten you, but if you do know, just skip forward to about the minute and a half mark, I don't know, either way, this one should have come out in the start of August, then it got delayed, but only in the UK, it got delayed only here, despite the worrying concerns for COVID in America, so America still got the release for it at the end of July, I think 27th, 30th of July, I don't know, around then, they still got the release, but they delayed it for everybody here, even though they were worried about concerns over there, what is that logic? Like, genuinely, what is that logic? So, I was very angry because I've been waiting for this film for so long. You know, I love the trailer, I've been so excited for it. And then to get it just taken from us like that and completely mugged off, it's ridiculous. Why do they still get it, but we don't when they're the ones that are the cause for concern? I don't get it. But anyway, Green Knights finally here the stars Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Sean Harris, Joel Legerton, Ralph Ineson as the Green Knight himself. It's very good cast very well performed all across the board it's a very strange film it's a very strange film but a very gorgeous film and that's all i really want to talk about i don't want to give away too much i mean it's based on a poem it's based on sir garwin or gawain however you want to pronounce his name it can be done many different ways but i'm gonna go with garwin now the poem was written many 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 hundreds of years ago but nobody knows who by and it's just kind of an unknown piece of poetry and piece of literature that's just been passed through many generations, through many years, and now we're finally getting this take on it, which I think is fantastic. I think it's a very, very powerful and interesting take on the whole story, and what David Lowry, the director, has done here is crafted something very special. Yes, I do feel that the film looks a lot better than it actually is at times, and it helps that the cinematography is just stunning. It's genuinely flawless. Out of all the films I've seen so far this year, this is the best looking film by far. There are so many camera rolls, camera pans, just random weird stuff that the camera's doing, whether it's dolly zooming, whether it's panning sideways, literally anything that it does, you just think this is poetry in motion, this is literally poetry in motion, you know, because we've got the literal poem, and now we've got this movie being a poem, this movie being a metaphor for a larger thing at play here, which I won't get into too much, but Essentially, this Green Knight character wanders into Camelot one day, they're all sitting around, well, I imagine it's the round table, but it's not really King Arthur in the round table, it's just more of a semicircle table, you know, I don't know. Either way, the Green Knight wanders in and he says, I wanna play a game. He doesn't actually say that, that's not verbatim, but yeah, he wants to play a game. Whoever wants to strike him, land a blow on him. In a year's time, he gets to repay the blow. Say you kicked him in the nuts, a year later, he would kick you in the nuts. I don't know why he didn't just do that, because what Sir Garwin does is pretty severe, and it is in the trailer, but, you know, what, I'm going to leave it. I'm not even going to say what he does. And so the whole plot essentially revolves around his journey to go back to the Green Knight to live up to his end of the bargain, to acknowledge the fact that this was a game that needs to play out. This game needs to come to an end. You know, he needs to have the blow repaid to him, and so the whole film just tracks his journey, he meets many different characters along the way, he meets a fox, he meets giants, and everything in between, like it's a pretty epic journey movie, like similar to Lord of the Rings with that fantasy journey element, this is a really intriguing and innovative adaptation because so many times we've seen this kind of King Arthur tale, but just being told through Arthur, you know I'm fed up of seeing, even though I do like King Arthur and the films that have come out from it, some of them are pretty good, some of them are pants, but I'm kind of fed up of seeing just King Arthur, like there are so many other elements of this whole story, like I want to see a different knight's perspective, that's exactly what we do here, that's exactly what we get with Garwin's journey, Garwin is the nephew of King Arthur, and now this whole Arthurian tale in this mythology is taking place but without Arthur I think that's great I think what this film really benefits from is the lack of Arthur because he is in it you do see King Arthur a little bit but his role is very small but it's very effective and I've never seen a version of this character before so I think what David Lowry has done here and what he's chosen to go for it's very interesting but the main thing is Dev Patel Dev Patel is fantastic as Garwin Alicia Vikander as his lady she has a funny accent she keeps saying am I your lady, (laughs) lady, she's great, she's very good, and I'm glad to see her getting in more films again, because I'm pretty sure she took a break from Hollywood, but now she's back, back with a bang, this is brilliant, she's so good in this, everybody's great, everybody's very good, they're all getting into the spirit of things, they're all looking exactly like how you'd imagine people in this Arthurian time to look like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to thirst over Dev Patel, but... Yeah, he's fantastic. This is one of his best roles yet, and I would like to see him get nominated for an acting award, but I don't think he will, slightly. I think, if anything, this film is going to get the attention more in terms of its technical aspects rather than performances. But that being said, the performances are solid. There's just no denying and no escaping the fact that this film definitely looks better than any other aspect. From the colours used, like, there's just certain elements where different filters are used there's massively yellow tinted filters there's red filters there's blue there's green filters so many different colors used and the colors can really tell the story further and i think it's best to look into it yourself and you know take your own interpretation of it because i could say what i feel from the colors used but then again it may not be what other people feel and i think that level of interpretation is really what excels the green knight further than a lot of other films recently it's not really the type of film that everybody's going to find appealing. It is a type of film that cinephiles, you know, people like myself, were into this sort of stuff. And it is very much a slow burner journey film. But that being said, the people that it is going to appeal to, they're going to love it. The people that it doesn't appeal to, they're going to think it's awful and appalling. So I think possibly give it a go. But if you don't like it after 10 minutes, just yeah, turn it off. If you don't like it after the first couple of moments, the first shot especially the first shot is gorgeous this is one of my favorite opening shots ever it's stunning but if you don't like it in that first 10 minute period just leave it no don't don't even bother because you won't like it after that it is just for an acquired taste at times so I do think while David Lowry could have just made it for a wider audience and any other director any other writer and producers they could have just made it for a wider audience they could have made it more appealing To anybody and everybody but they don't and I think that's what works best because King Arthur you know King Arthur the legend of King Arthur it's quite a serious and you know quite dark at times story but so many adaptations are just catering for a younger audience because they want to franchise the hell out of it and make this whole round table series that they're desperately trying for but it never works never ever works but with this they know what they're doing and they know the audience they want to go for and they nail it they stick the landing in that sense So I think, yeah, you're either going to like it or you're going to hate it. At the very least, you can appreciate how gorgeous this film is and how beautifully told it is. It's stunning. The directing, the writing go hand in hand perfectly because David Lowery does both. And yes, it is an adaptation of the poem, but he's written the script for it and he's added new elements into it. And I think everything works. Everything is questionable. Everything is extremely weird. And I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? But it works, it works so well. I've really enjoyed it. I think the score as well helps to tell the story further and pair it with the cinematography and what you're looking at and what you're hearing is some of the most beautiful stuff in a very long time. It's very well done. There's some funny moments with the script, some funny moments with the accents. Yeah, I'm just obsessed with Alicia Vicanda's accent and Lady. Am I your lady? It's brilliant. Anyway, I think I'm done. This is a very short review, but Spoiler review is way longer, way longer, because I do just talk about it in chronological order. As I was going through it, I was writing down what I felt about the film, so I thought, you know what, I'll just do that for the review. And yeah, I think for this review, I don't really need to do much, because you're either going to like it or you're going to hate it. You are going to think, I will like it, so I will watch it, or you will think, that doesn't really seem like my cup of tea. So honestly, as much as I'd say, give everything a go, I just wouldn't suggest it for people that don't think this is going to be their thing. It is just gonna waste your time and you're gonna think it's a bad film when it's not it's not a bad film it's a very very good film but it is an acquired taste it's a very specific audience that it's going for but luckily i'm that audience luckily i am within that audience and i loved it and yes i was excited for it for a very long time and it wasn't as kind of exciting as i thought it would be there's really not a lot of action there's not a lot of anything really it's just his journey It's just. Very long held shots and one takes of him just riding a horse or talking to somebody or traveling down river, anything like that. So many walking shots, but I love it. I love that so much. And not everything has to be exciting for it to be interesting, and not everything has to be fast paced to be exciting. You know, it can be told in this real slow burner like fashion and just have everything linger with you because, yeah, I'm questioning a lot of what's going on. I am thinking, What the hell is that for? Who the hell is that? Like, why is she like that? Why are they doing that? You know, what is going on? But then again, it lingers with you. You know, it really makes you think about it and it questions everything in the back of your mind. Like, why can't I get it out of my system? And why can't I forget about it? Then again, you don't have to and the film doesn't want you to. The film wants you to remember it. And if it does linger with you for not bad reasons, but not exactly amazing reasons. If it does linger with you because you don't know what you're watching, (laughs) fair enough. At least it's still with you. At least it's still there in your memory. And so kudos to everybody involved, especially the location scouts, because I don't know where they shot it, but it looks fantastic. It looks so good. I'm genuinely curious where they shot it because there are so many shots where I was thinking, there's just nothing, there's nothing around. Where is this shot? It's clearly not on a green screen clearly not in a studio or on a sound stage I don't know where it is without them going back in time to the whole medieval time when it would have been like this because now you can't go five minutes without bumping into a mcdonald's but there's no mcdonald's around in this (laughs) of course there's no mcdonald's in camelot but unfortunately they didn't have them or burger king whatever but this film sure is a whopper this film sure is a whopper and I am loving it (laughs) I hate myself I think I'm gonna end it on those two puns I've peaked, I've really peaked. So yeah, this film is gorgeous. This film is fantastic. It's very well told, very well scripted, very well acted. It's one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. And there are so many incredible metaphors at play here that I discovered just while I was recording the spoiler review. So go and listen to those if you want to hear me kind of freak out a little as I realize what I've just comprehended. So yeah, The Green Knight, I will watch it again. It's a Christmas film. I didn't mention that it's a Christmas film. This is a Christmas film. Now, the game that he plays, the whole idea that land a blow on me, this is a Christmas game, why don't you just play Scrabble? You know, because that could end in pretty much the same situation. You know, somebody could get hurt, somebody could get attacked. Play Scrabble, play Monopoly, play this Green Knight game at Christmas. Either way, this is a Christmas film. I loved it for that. Merry Christmas, everybody. It's only September, but Merry Christmas. Get the decorations out. I'm going to shut up and I'll speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.